0: Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Join us each week as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark and I'm Michael. Cheers. Mm. I forgot what I'm drinking. It's a something monk, Kentucky Monk. Kentucky Monk, that's yeah. right. I should know what's in it, but it's like kind of an old fashionedy if I'm correct. I sure. should probably you, read you the ordered bottle. it. I know, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> It's delicious. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking over there, Michael? I am
1: drinking the Damn Trina, which, and both of these drinks are from, I'll give a little bit of a shout out, I guess, to Sidecar, uh, which is a restaurant here in San Luis Obispo, or I guess a, more of a bar here in San Luis Obispo, um, and they make some of my best drinks around, I'm having the Damn Trina, which is um, sort of like a like a spicy mezcal thing. It's very good, Mm. very refreshing on a hot day like today.
0: Definitely sounds good. And yes, definitely Sidecar is awesome and amazing. We might have spent many an evening there. And far too much money. (laughs) And far too much money, but they're okay with that, I'm assuming. I I think they are. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, uh, so Michael, first time anyone's on the show, i like to have them talk a little bit about their history and or relationship with alcohol. So, um you no, know, I don't. Know, share away. Yeah, so um, I, I'm, I guess I'm more
1: new to drinking in my adult life. Um, I didn't like do the whole, I, well, I mean, a little bit of drinking in college and such, you know, as, as one does. But uh, um, it's really been the last like three or four years I've gotten more into cocktails specifically. When I first started drinking, I think it was more of beer and wine pretty narrowly. Um, but especially within the last year... Um, I moved into a new place and I start wanted to start a new bar. Uh, But also, (laughs) you know, COVID hit and it it definitely forced me to uh, sharpen my home bar
0: skills. So I've been getting really into making and mixing drinks. Yeah, I think that happened to a lot of people. It's it's, you know, used to go out and get a drink. Now, if you want it, you well, I guess in some places these days, you can still go out and get it. But for a long time there and and possibly again and who all knows Um, plus i think it's just there's just a lot of fun um in making your own drinks at home i mean yeah yeah, it's kind of cool it's kind of magical and 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 what i found is you kind of get the recipe down and then once you kind of get it down then you can just start tweaking it having fun with it and then you get it just the way you want it
1: yeah and and i think it also has given me a greater appreciation when i (laughs) taste a drink mixed by someone who can do it much better Um, yes or when you go to a like a nicer bar like sidecar or Anywhere else, you know, you, you really
0: value um, the skill and and nuanced ingredients that went into that drink. Definitely, definitely, and and so that's why we're here. We're talking about like for anybody who hasn't already, or if you already have, or if you need to, or I don't know, whatever, set up a home bar because, um, as you noted, uh, you were moving into a new place and and needed to or I guess just I, I needed to is probably an extreme word, but yeah, let's be honest, needed to, uh, wanted to somewhere in that direction, kind of have a home bar, and so we kind of pulled something together at the time. And mm-hmm. I actually, I guess, quick I guess step for, back, for, did that work? I mean, well, I guess also for context, I'm uh, I'm your son. Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that probably that. should be relevant.
1: <laughs> yes, um, um, but yeah, so we went. Um, I think, yeah, I think after researching especially you know to do this podcast i was actually like shoot i actually think we were were kind of on in the way we approached it
0: i mean if i recall
1: we just went out and said uh here's a bunch of went to bevmo yep and and through your recommendation you know grabbed a lot of um you know a a good kind of staple staple spirits um and all our staple mixers and such which we can i guess get into in a little bit but And yeah, it it worked out really well. I think, you know, with my approach, I thought it was always best to, or or, or just for from even a financial perspective, I think it, and when you're trying to learn so that, you know, you kind of, I guess, take a bite of the elephant one one at a time, um, or eat the elephant one bite at a time, rather, um, to um, perfect really just one drink and then move on and on and on um, was really helpful for me because... I think when you continuously try the same thing, and you you kind of get a better understanding of where you failed, where you need to improve, that was really helpful for me. And then also, I think when you build that skill set, then the time you jump onto the next drink, it's easier to perfect that one, and then easier and easier and easier and easier until you get a really an understanding of kind of the mechanics of how it works um, yeah. w- across drinks.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think you, you start to understand the different alcohols, what they bring, the taste, the flavors, right? right? And by starting one at a time, it, I, I, and I read that actually on there, uh, and you told me you did that, and as I was doing my research, I'm like, I saw several places that's that exact same recommendation, like pick a drink, kind of perfect it, You know, maybe spend a month on it, or however long you want to spend, and then move on to the other, and then you kind of slowly expand right. out your bar, because you're, oh, for this drink I need these alcohols, or these Um, Mm -hmm. mixers or exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and
1: i think it's helpful too, financially because it can be very expensive to start out the gate especially if you want to go start out with you know higher quality or middle of the road ingredients which i would recommend i think you know especially when you're learning you don't you should start with middle of the road but not completely cheap cheap stuff because with the cheap stuff it can be harder to understand you know you know what it takes to make a really quality cocktail because, frankly, a lot of it is the ingredients.
0: Oh, agreed, one hundred percent. You put in bad alcohol, and then you wonder why your drinks aren't tasting. Yeah, better. only the best bartenders in the world, you know, could make that work in, in yeah. some
1: instances. But
0: and even then, and can, yeah, right. And, yeah, and yeah. Even yeah. then,
1: maybe not. um So, so I think, yeah, going through for like more middle of the road stuff, but going the middle of the uh, one drink at a time route also, I think, financially is just a lot easier. You know, you're not you're only buying the ingredients for that one drink and then you can kinda hold on to those other things and when you move on to the next drink and before you know it you make five drinks and if you especially if you choose five pretty diverse ones, you end up having almost everything you need for a good bar.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I found that true if you kind of like search the most common or most popular whatever kind of cocktails and work your way through that you know that list, you're gonna end up with the key alcohols and mixers and, and I don't know, bitters or whatever else it is you're going to need. And you're going to have something that's going to please almost anybody that comes over, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess maybe kind of get into that a little bit. I think the, and and I've seen two different approaches on this, and I don't know if I have a strong feeling on which is right. Um, One said, start with what you like, because, and that kind of makes sense to me because, you know, then you can start with what you like, you're going to kind of perfect that, you're going to do well. Uh, and then build out and then kind of grow from there. And why would you buy a bunch of stuff you're not going to drink or right. don't like? But then the other approach I saw was, well, which also makes sense, you're here to entertain, right? You're here for friends to come over sure. or whatever. And so you probably should have more than here's what I like. Like, for example, if I really like whiskey, so I got a whole 20 different kinds of whiskey. Right. Um, somebody comes over and they don't like whiskey. I, I, I or, or even if they do, I've got a limited number of drinks I can make versus if I had... I just and I'm just throwing the, like a whiskey and a gin and a rum or whatever. Right. Now I can make uh, hundreds of drinks um, that that are with a wide variety. So I, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that or if you came across that, but yeah, I was kind of stuck. <laughs> I would say start with what you like simply
1: because you know I think maybe before you get to the point where you're making drinks for other people, um, maybe again perfect the kind of formula or understand the mechanics of what it takes to make a good drink because if you have those basic principles down you might not like the alcohol in another drink but you could at least understand you know more or less what might theoretically make a good drink and an alcohol that you don't like so I'd at least start with a couple of drinks that you that you like before you start of course like hosting and
0: yeah, yeah no, and actually on. that totally makes sense. It's like, uh, you know, you, you probably want to make it even a few times or at least so you're happy before you make it for somebody else. Because I know the first yep. few times I made several drinks, I was like, "Well, that was good," but or or this, uh, uh, yeah, or even one yeah. I think I made was outright horrible. Quite oh, so totally same. Yeah, yeah, I started with
1: old fashions was my first one, and I just really, really butchered old fashions oh, for really? a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I tried to go the complicated. Kind of route for it, um, the the more genuine or you know authentic route that they all, they everyone says and and it was it was hard it, it took it took a bit to to get it down but
0: uh yeah. I think I make a decent one now. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, and I think that's a good point though is is when you're kind of thinking about which drinks to mix and or okay I'm going to start with an old fashioned and I'm going to make a good old fashioned. You should probably not start with the super fancy complex one. Yeah, find yeah. the most basic you know, uh recipe or, or again, maybe find one you like. And if it is more complex, just understand it's going to take a little while to master that, like yeah. any recipe. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And so the ones that I found that were, were simple to work with were like, you know, that your typical, like Moscow mule or, 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 you know, I guess you can insert any kind of tequila <laughs> or, or, or any kind of alcohol and mule insert mule here, Mexican mules, Kentucky mules, whatever. But, um you know, and, and that, I think that was a good, that's a very straightforward type drink that I think is good to start with. You know, margaritas are also fairly straightforward and other things like that.
0: Yeah, nice. Okay. Uh, any other kind of just general philosophy? I think, I mean, I think we covered a lot of stuff I had, you know, start small, grow. Um, yeah. Oh, I have, I have, oh I have, you go, and I have one other well, thing. Well, I just have a little bit of an axe to grind <laughs> with, <Uh-oh>. the, uh, <laughs> with the online recipes.
1: I, I There's no. Or or very little to me was as I started researching drinks I liked and trying to figure out how to make them. And, you know, wanting to, to read at least two or three recipes through to kind of just get an understanding of what some of the differences might be and what I might like. And understanding in some cases, like I think the one that jumps to mind is like feeling really ambitious, wanted to make a Mai Tai. It was, you know, nice hot day. Nice. And, and as I went through the recipes, like there was just no consistency whatsoever. And then, you know, I guess it, it, uh, it begs the further question of what actually makes a drink, a drink, you know, who decides what is the threshold of one drink to the next. So, so I think for me wanting like a, a very clear cut, like this is the basics of making this drink. So then I could learn that and then tweak it to however I liked it. I felt like there wasn't even that solid foundation and understanding of like this is what this drink is.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I've come across that. I think the first time I searched an old fashioned because uh, I wanted to say I wanted to learn how to make an old fashioned, or I think maybe it was for a podcast and we were talking about old fashions or something. When I want to know what the recipe is, and I remember the first one I saw, I'm like, that doesn't look anything at all like right. what I would even think. And it and it called it an old fashioned. And then when I did get to, and again, it's hard to get to any kind of a basic, but where there was at least some kind of Rough consensus ground. I the first one I looked at was way off, and and so it's yeah. hard to. Uh, I agree. A lot of these, it's like, yeah, who defines it, right? And I guess anybody can call it anything they want and mix it any way they want. And there's there's very few. And I like so I agree. If there there should be, although I guess I don't know, maybe there shouldn't be. Just like this basic recipe, right? And then everything builds off of that. But then I guess where's the fun and history in that?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I'm, I guess I was being a little extreme with axe to grind but it was when you're trying to like learn you know you just want the building block to
0: go oh off. i just want to google how do i make a yeah. law and come up with a recipe that's a basic going to be the understanding
1: same. of this is what it is and, yes and, and and you know i guess you understand why there's not you know especially with pre pre-internet what we call these drinks you know it's regional it's probably a game of telephone as you go from area to area and oh yeah people make it one way here and one way there I'm, I'm imagining that's has a lot to do with that but you know, I guess at the same time, I would tell people not to be discouraged by the that, and you know, pick a recipe that I guess you think sounds good and make that, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, and and maybe that's what I was getting hung up on is, oh, what's the technical drink? But it's like, oh no, at the end of the day, you should be sipping something that you like, and and that should be the the end goal, right? Yeah. And so, if as long as you're pursuing that, then, or or I guess the or the other people like, but. Um, as long as you're pursuing that, then I think you'd ha- you'll have fun along the entire way.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree. And, and I found that if you search enough, again, there's generally some kind of fuzzy consensus anyway. And, uh, and plus two, then you just kind of find the one that, that makes the most sense to you. And, and when I get totally stuck, um, I just try to say, is this a website that's fairly reputable? You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. like if it's, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm about to say good housekeeping now. I don't know, whatever. That's probably not a good example. But again, if it's a website from something like that, then you could probably go, okay, this is probably more likely to be a fairly basic, commonly right. acceptable to the masses kind of a, of a beverage, right? Right. And I think there's
1: this, um, and I think there's a handful I've in my research of books or guides that are good for all bartenders to have that, um, that are helpful. Like I there's this one that came out in like the eighteen sixties as I think it's literally called this like the bartender's guide or something like yes. that. Yes. Oh that's huge. And, and so there I guess you could argue that there's a general consensus, you know, there because that's sort of the standard and it was set early.
0: But um well and real quick on that, what I've been hearing is that like these days a lot of like uh Again, the more I guess upper end bartenders or bars or whatever, they're going back to that book and those basics for their recipes because things have gotten so far from and they're creating drinks that are that are amazing and again just really based on on those very basic recipes from what, eighteen hundreds, right? Right, right. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and that said too, one of the books that helped me a lot, I think both for, and it's it's good, it does talk about setting up a home bar, talks about mixing drinks and different kinds of drinks. But what I really like too, is it goes through each alcohol um, and talks about uh, just a few pages each, but it's very entertaining reading. It talks about like, what is gin? What is the history of gin? Where does it come from? What are the best ways to drink it? How do you taste it? Like yeah. if you wanted to be a professional, it's called uh, The Complete Book of Spirits. Anthony, Dias Dias blue so uh that book has gotten me through um I, well first it was just fascinating to read and since then it's been very helpful and in, in like and that's a good one to go to for some just again general basic recipes right, i think right. yeah okay oh and then the other one i wanted to mention just really quick as as we've talked about um you know picking cocktails and you know going from there and maybe start with some of the more co- Popular ones over, but I also like you know throw in some of the seasonal ones for fun. You oh, know? totally! Like if it's the the winter season, uh, everybody knows if you've been listening. I love my sleigh rides, which is you know <laughs> hot chocolate with well hot chocolate with peppermint, sh- peppermint schnapps <laughs> is the usual. Um, but I actually like to take the hot chocolate and put a little creme de cacao and creme de menthe, um, and I think that that makes it even better. Um, so anyway, I, and, and so it's fun to, to have some of those in your back pocket too. Um, for, uh, or again, if you're looking for something new or different, um,
1: yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that cause I've found that as the season change, you know, I guess it's not super surprising, but as the seasons change, I've definitely oriented towards different alcohols. Like when I first had my home bar set up, it was kind of winter going into spring, but still pretty cold. And so I, tend to orient towards a lot of the darker alcohols Mm -hmm. um, like whiskey, bourbon, Armaretta. Love my Armoretto Godfathers. Godfathers. The scotch. (laughs) That's um, my other
0: favorite drink. Anyone who's been listening knows.
1: And, uh, and, and then, but now that it started, like since it started to get warmer, I went more towards like tequila based drinks,
0: rum. um, Well, like your Mai Tai, you're probably not somewhere in January going, I think I want a Mai Tai. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I think that's also good too. Is just to be to allow the season to kind of dictate you know where you go with, with the drinks you're selecting.
0: Yep, no, that makes perfect sense. Based on your both experience now uh, and research, what would you say are the okay? I'm going to set up a home bar. I'm starting with the basics, and and again they they say mid range. You know, you don't got to get the high end stuff, and you don't have to go out and buy everything because that gets right, super right. expensive. I, I'd say
1: bite of the drink, the one that you're making at the time. The one that you're trying to perfect, and you don't need more than that. And, and, it, and honestly, it'll go to waste if you're not learning drinks yeah. with that anyway.
0: Yeah. So even if you've got fat pockets, start small and build up. But that said, uh, what I I mean, I found some kind of bare bones basics, uh, but do you have any you want to kind of start throwing out? Like, like let's maybe start with just alcohols. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, maybe start with the drink. But I, this is where I tend to lean towards having more than at least initially – bare bones basic more than just what you're drinking because if people don't like whiskey and that's your drink right now that you're starting off with, then you don't have much to offer them.
1: Yeah. And I I think most of your, there's the, like the, the quote unquote, like foundation spirits, right. That Mm -hmm. are, um, that I think if you cover your bases there, you should have at least one drink that everyone will like, not maybe not love, but at least everyone will like. And, and you know, that's the gin, the whiskey, both kind of bourbon and scotch, tequila, um, and then rum. And, and usually it's advisee, but both a white and, or, or yeah, white and dark. Yep. Um, and interesting enough though, I've heard that vodka is not a great one to start off with learning because it's so tasteless. Yeah. If you're learning with vodka drinks that it can, you can not get a sense of proportions with the alcohol if you're, if you're operating with vodka drinks. So it maybe it's better to start with something that is stronger. Like if you do like a whiskey, um, that's often something that's good to start with because if you if you overdo the whiskey, you can usually tell.
0: Yep, <laughs> you know.
1: And if you're not properly mixing in like the bitters or the other like citrusy kind of flavors with that, um, you you can tell pretty darn quick, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: Whereas like the vodka, that's really all about whatever you're mixing it with and getting those proportions right, and then uh, ideally measuring, the alcohol yeah. or whatever. Because like you're right. I mean, I mean, if you put in enough, you're still going to taste it, but there the line doesn't move very quick so you can put in more and more and more and the flavor line doesn't move like it doesn't get like immediately stronger you know what i mean yeah yeah no that's actually wise i hadn't heard or or thought about that so that makes perfect sense okay so those are the the basics and then a couple i i think again not going crazy and you want to have the Tailor it to the drinks you're going mm-hmm. to make, or or if you have regular group friends groups, you know that these are that what they really really like. But that said, um, I it, it's nice to also have. I think if you were to, if I were to expand beyond that, let's put it that way. Um, a vermouth is always really good. That's great. It's pretty yeah. basic staple in many drinks, especially your martinis and uh, things that direction. Uh, An orange liqueur is always good, which is like a Contro or a Grand Marnier. Or like a triple sec. Yeah. Or a triple sec, yeah, something yeah. like that. Again, those are great for margaritas, uh, a lot of other kind of drinks. Actually, those often will go into some of your Mai Tais or other kind right. of similar drinks. Or maybe not exactly Mai Tai, but more tropical type drinks, we'll right. use those. And then I have to throw out there uh, amaretto because of course yeah. got to have your Godfathers, <laughs> um, and also throw out their peppermint, sh- peppermint oh, schnapps. Man, of course you do, and or your creme de menthe <laughs> and creme de cacao because if you don't have those, you can't make your sleigh rides. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I mean, maybe those last two are optional, but again, a, a good vermouth and a, and a good orange liqueur of some sort is probably a, a good idea if you're going to. Uh, expand slightly beyond those basics. That might be well, well, a good place. I would, place, I would think? put
1: those. I'd put those more in like a category of like I don't know mixers, mo- modifiers,
0: or, oh modifiers. Because I I don't think I would seasoning. <laughs> well, yeah, I
1: would. I would never have any of those necessarily as like at least, especially when you're learning, is like the lead alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, like like triple sec was when I got really. I started like I actually had a friend um, make some really, really extraordinary triple homemade triple sec Mm. and started putting that into stuff with like tequila. Um, and that was, that was, uh, so I started using that a lot and then I started kind of experimenting around with it. And yeah, so I guess there's this whole like subcategory to me of like, and they're more like syrupy type alcohols anyway. Like I wouldn't want them to be a lead. Um, but so I'll tend to put those in to add some sweetness, maybe to cut the bite of the of the main driving alcohol a little bit, yep. Um, you yeah, know, course, very few
0: of those would you drink on your own, right? Yeah.
1: Right, and and then usually kind of accompanied or with, on their own. With, yeah,
0: <laughs> you can drink it on your own too. That's another thing, and then anyway. You go see ahead. A
1: company with like some bitters um, as well, or something like that. Kind of just
0: all. Well, and that kind of gets, I think, into some of I a, guess a separate category. The non-alcoholic but, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah No, let, let's dive into that. So, although actually, no, although bitters, bitters are is alcoholic. alcoholic. That's yeah. true, and I always tend to forget that. Do we need? Do we need to pause, Michael, so you can refresh your beverage? I think we might need to pause. So okay, we're going to pause, and Michael is going to refresh his <laughs> beverage. Okay, and and we're back now. Michael has refreshed his beverage I, I, and emptied his refreshed. bladder. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. I, I I like to share with our please, listeners. They need to know. Don't. <laughs> they need to know what they waited all that time for, because <laughs> I am just going to keep that as a blank space on the podcast. Cool. anyways okay so uh oh we were talking about um basic liqueurs oh and we're just uh and we talked about bitters and we were going to move into some non-alcohol but before we do that you wanted to mention oh just i guess a guest appearance on the
1: foundation spirits is is good old absinthe i think that's also uh it's a good just off the beaten path type spirit to add to the repertoire but um, and, and also, like, very interesting to mix with because it has such a strong, that strong, overwhelming like licorice flavor. Um, getting it to work within drinks is really great. I found it works pretty wonderfully with like rums. Um It, oh, it, it, can, nice. it can mute that black licorice flavor if you're not into the flavor. Because I, I might not love the flavor, but I love the feeling of absinthe. So it's always, <laughs> a, it's always trying to that fi- balance. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, 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 uh, I'll just drink it.
0: You know. With, with a more absinthe heavy drink sometimes but well it's a key ingredient in many good popular cocktails and again it's not heavy because it is almost mm-hmm. like i think we mentioned seasonings before it's almost salt, like salt and pepper right you just sprinkle mm-hmm. a little bit of in there and then you kind of enhance that flavor mute some other stuff yeah and, and then but you also get the you ever want to summon your inner hemingway and there you go too go yes he was a absinthe drinker for sure yeah. um and you can see the uh green fairy too mm. um if he goes back and listen, anyone wants to go back and listen to our episode on Absinthe, you will understand about the Green Fairy. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, teaser there. Woo! <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, we've got g- going into our non-alcohols. Of course, a lot of that, I think, is is semi... And this is stuff that you, know, you can have on hand almost any time and use almost any time. Some kind of basics. But again, if you're mixing drinks, depending on the kind of drinks or, or if you're having a bigger party, uh, you want to have... I, I, you know, juices, mm-hmm. right? Like your Mai Tai, fruit, things like that. Fruit juices. Fruit juices, orange. I love pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, simple syrup, mm-hmm. which is basically just sugar water, but it adds a little sweetness and takes the edge off things. I mean, all of these, all of these are really just sugar. <laughs> I'm looking over the yeah, list. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sh- ice. Sugar cubes. <laughs> there's ice. Oh, there's ice. <laughs> but I
1: mean, it, it, to mellow out the flavor, you know, it, it really is inputting some kind of of sugar, mm-hmm. um, whether it is, um, yeah, whether it's a juice, whether it's a
0: like... Maracino cherry. Yeah, yeah. It's, or even it's, a good um, old-fashioned cherry. Right,
1: right. It's all kind of... or and, and I think, you know, citrus being sort of the exception, but um, which gives it more of that sour like, Well, but sour that's still flavor. sugar, though. I mean, fruit right. juices are a lot of sugar. But I, but I think it kind of comes in like... Yeah, I guess for me, I try to have it more with like a as like a back end refresher flavor as a poise as opposed to i think this sh- like the sugars mellow out the front end of the flavor so it doesn't have that strong alcoholic bite you know yeah. at the beginning yeah whereas whereas i think of citrus as more having an effect on the on the on the back half of the of the sip you know or of the flavor yeah i, mean, I would I agree with that i never really thought of that getting fancy saying the flavor profile right that's oh, kind yeah. of the role that i that i where I found it, it does the best work or or helps mellow it out. Because it's cause actually that was one of the things that really helped too, just I guess to get a little tangential. But um when I was first uh starting to mix, I started to notice not only the flavors themselves, but at what point in the sip the flavors seem to have an influence. So whether it's mm-hmm. starting in the in the beginning, like you know you have too much whiskey or whatever when it's really bitey on the front. Um, other drinks might, like, like scotch particularly, bites more on the end. So you're trying to adjust the particular alcohol with the ingredients to level out that flavor you know, that flavor profile.
0: You may have somewhat missed your, uh, calling here because <laughs> I, I think if you spent some time, I mean, I, I, this is everything you're saying is kind of true, but I don't, or maybe you've just taken it to depths. I haven't, but, uh, that that's a level of thinking that I think a lot of these good bartenders and people who come up with these good drinks come up with and understand it. But I'm glad you're mentioning it because it is key in getting to that right cocktail right. and understanding that why, why doesn't mine taste like that really great one that I had at, Wherever, right? Right, right, or that recipe, whatever it may be. S- sodas, of course, um, right. You know, uh, those are sugar, tonic, and then um, and yeah. I say another one that's non-sugar would be a tonic or a club right. soda. Um, do you have any others there you'd throw out? Am I missing anything? Yeah,
1: we said syrups. I think syrups are f- are, are fairly easy to make your own too. Um, and Frank and and I guess going back to the overall the overall sentiment would be ingredients matter. You know, um, obviously, don't when you are first learning. Sp- Spend a whole lot of money on it, but especially like with the mixers and with the alcohol, I would say try to get like fresh, um, fresh ingredients, ingredients that are in season um, can really be helpful. Um, and then, yeah, I found actually making your own syrups. Um, I usually like the flavor better than a lot of the like the pre-prepared syrups, unless they're a little bit uh, middle to higher end, because the the I guess the lower end syrups can be a little. I don't know they 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 just don't blend well with the rest of the drink. They seem like whereas a high quality syrup, I feel like just mixes like literally mixes into the drink a lot better.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and I really like the idea or concept of making your own. Mm-hmm. And and I wish it's
1: really easy, It's or it's straightforward. You know, it's just really caramelizing sugar and some other ingredient usually. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: But again, it, it's a lot of fun. and Some of the magic of it all. And actually, I'm going to throw in we're going to step a small step back is liqueurs. Mm-hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. a really good sweet liqueur can be, again, almost like that little bit of taste. So like a gin and tonic with a splash of like, uh, well, especially during the fall, which we're coming up on here, uh, would be a great, um, like a cranberry liqueur. Mm -hmm. It just gives us this slight little twist, not a huge heavy flavor, but it makes it a little bit different, makes it a little bit potentially seasonal, and you can kind of mix it up with a lot of different things that that direction too. Um, Those you may not be able to make quite on your own, but again, or you can tweak with the syrups too and make more of a cranberry syrup. Um, that you could put in so have fun with that okay um how about uh i don't know what you want to call these uh tools yeah (laughs) or equipment equipment there you go (laughs) yeah you got to have the right equipment yeah
1: yeah um again i guess just being a dead horse here but don't spend too much money on it at least at first um and then only buy what you typically need at first, because um, my my repertoire has expanded as the the types of drinks I've wanted to make have expanded. But um.
0: I I agree, and I, I the, the example I'll quickly give on that is a shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah. I'd gotten a cheap one a long time ago. And it, it didn't work, it was crap, and, and I never ever used it, and, and whatever. And then I came across a, it was a good mid-range, solid, whatever, and it was not expensive. Right. But I got it, and now I love it, and I use that thing all the time. Um, so you, And there's a lot of very expensive shakers out there. If you want to be fancy, look fancy, whatever, that's great. But at the end of the day, you're shaking the drink. Right. <laughs> right. That's all it's really doing.
1: I will, I will say that, at least for me, that two exceptions for this, well, I guess actually one's not an exception, but... The one thing I would invest in a little bit more to get you more excited about making drinks, some fancy drink glasses. Oh. I think that's that's something that you're excited and kind of has some weight to it in your hand.
0: I never thought much about glassware, and I never until I got a really good one. And you're right, that weight in your hand. There's just something about the design of the the, the glass, perhaps, but just something about a really nice piece of glassware that can up the drink it changes the flavor without ever doing anything different yeah and, and i you think know? it
1: also for me it got in a weird way i just got more excited to make drinks like i just wanted you know end of a long week you know just one of that heavy glass and in my hand and, and, and a good drink in it you know yep and there's something about that that goes i guess a little bit beyond the flavor but i think really adds and kind of on that same note it's not as much of an investment as some actually and you don't have to invest heavily in glassware there's really great stuff at like thrift shops and and everything too surprisingly great stuff um yeah.
0: but and again you can start small and build your way up or whatever but it, that is one thing when you got a little money you want to spend and you're not going to spend it on alcohols or whatnot i would actually now that i'm saying this i think that's probably the first place i would go spend extra money if i'm not spending yeah on yeah and i think
1: out the gate it could be it's a good thing to at least invest in some. Some middle-range glassware, Um, and then two the big the thing that shouldn't make as much of a difference but somehow does is just big ice. Like I I don't know why it makes such a difference, but not having like shaved ice or any like uh, multiple small ice cubes, but one solid big ice cube, it it like one the way it melts throughout the entire drink is more consistent. It it does more for the drink. Plus, you're not getting like little shards. It just it just enhances the experience, I think.
0: Yeah, I thought that was crap. I didn't really buy into that to be honest at first. Um, and then I started using the bigger ice cubes, and it actually does. I so. And I think weird it, amount of difference. Yeah, because they're <laughs> cold. I think it's not melting quite as much ice in there uh or water i mean watering the drink down a little bit uh so things that direction and what i found and i started using and this was the best because i experimented with several different ones uh but they're Tovolo, um t-o-v-o-l-o sphere ice molds. oh see i've never gotten those to work those are so or, or not
1: maybe not the Tovolo specifically no no this this but is... i tried to do those spherical ones and they've always just come out so shoddy
0: i have tried (laughs) numerous round ones and i had no luck until that's why i'm recommending these ones on here no sponsorship no nothing (laughs) free plug because they are the only one that i found that not only easy to use works right every time inexpensive but they're also like the really big ice cubes because a lot of the other ones you know they're like didn't just have small round ones or i mean maybe bigger than a normal ice cube but it's still not like that giant one that just kind of takes up the right. bulk of the glass, I, uh, I those I'm just recommend that because it does and or will make a difference. Right, I think.
1: No, no, it, yeah, it, that makes a big difference. Um, I think the bar spoon was one of my first things that I got to, to adequately mix. Um, I actually still don't really have a shaker. Um, I realize because I just actually mix most things with the spoon, um, so I think that's going to be probably my next purchase. you're more of a James Bondy. Yeah, yeah. Shake, shaken, not stirred, I guess. Um, oh, wait,
0: no, that's shaken, not stirred. So that doesn't work. You're, you're anti-James Bondy.
1: Not. Oh, right.
0: Shaken, right. not stirred, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Although, that said... Stirred, not shaken. Who just doesn't really have
0: the same... Uh, does not have the same ring the to same it. Ring. But if you talk to most expert bartenders and, and most of the people that I've talked to, they will tell you you don't want to shake a martini. You actually should stir it. So mm. just everyone i've Bond talked to wrong that's what everyone i've talked to has said james well, Bond was wrong. things <laughs> yeah that's somewhat true but he's still yeah. badass yeah <laughs> every man wants to be him well maybe not everyone but anyway <laughs> um, um
1: yeah what else let's see yeah um the muddler was good for me out the gate because my first drink was old-fashioned so that was helpful because I, I i the approach i took and again apparently everyone makes it old-fashioned differently but i had the the sh- actual sugar cubes that i um, Crunch down with the muddler so I really, that was that was one of the things yeah uh, I,
0: I will just second that really quick because I made old fashions and other drinks without a muddler for a long time and they were good and I had no problem and I guess one day I don't know I was just feeling particularly inspired or something so I ordered one I got it I made my old fashioned and I'm like there is no going back that yeah. muddling makes all the difference
1: yeah <laughs> and to do it with the citrus too it really just yep. o- opens up that flavor as well
0: um, yeah and then um and again none of that is super expensive. It, no, especially no. if you sharp sharp smart shop smart. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently this uh what am I having? Oh, a monk. Uh, that's it's kicking working. in. It's working. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, I guess the last one that at least for me that was but I think actually most people have it in their home is is a vegetable peeler is is helpful for the to get the citrus usually um or some kind of or even like accents if you are are um, you know, hosting and you want to make it look nice on top of tasting good, you can have those, those, a fancy like little lime or, or orange or lemon or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I find when you perfect a drink, it's always really cool and fun and neat to step it up with a good garnish game, you know, and just mm-hmm. like you said, peel, you know, again, it's just silly little things. Just you peel yeah. this a little bit that way, you just cut this angle and you stick a little piece of fruit or whatever on there. Um, I mean, again, just little small things, but it that didn't uh, so much change the flavor. But again, I think that gets back to that like having the glassware, oh, yeah. having the garnish. It just, I don't know, makes it foncier, better, cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my,
1: uh, those, the same friends that made the homemade triple sec, um, they ended up planting some flowers in their garden that were, like edible garnish flowers that they've started uh, to add to all their drinks and
0: that's cool And it's
1: just such a cool extra component when you go over to their house to get a drink and you know they have a a, a flower on and they're like oh yeah this came from our garden and it's just a cool it's a cool component to, i like to that it all too
0: i like that
1: yeah and and apparently they're fairly easy to grow so um yeah
0: so grow like some edible
1: flowers for plug for edible good flowers. for the bees good for <laughs> your drinks
0: everybody wins yeah yeah <laughs> yeah All right. Um, uh, What else have you got? Any other things? I I did get one if you want to kind of up your game a little bit or maybe not up your game, spatial thing or whatever. Kind of fun to have. Uh, Again, I wouldn't spend a lot of money on it, especially right away. But if you have the space... um, uh, a good bar cart is just it yeah. It kind of looks cool you can tuck it in the corner pull it out when you need to whatever but again that's one of those things they can be pricey especially if you want to get a nice one um or a good one and and you got to have the space for it
1: yeah yeah I, I have a tray on the counter personally but um probably should actually get a bar cart to open up more space on the counter <laughs> um but uh, well, but they
0: take up space on the floor so I mean, yeah you know. yeah
1: but uh um but yeah, I think I think it also just I guess more in this along the same lines of the glass, it kind of adds to that whole feeling of excitement about it, which I think is important as well. Um, not that alcohol isn't exciting enough in and of itself, but <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess for 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 other things, I I would say, um, like get creative. I, I think once you get the formula down. Um, and, and kind of, again, understanding the mechanics of how a drink works, the basic understanding of, okay, roughly most drinks follow this ratio of alcohol to this ratio of, again, what I guess I'll call modifier, um, this ratio of bitters, this ratio of some kind of sugar. Um, and, and yeah, like, I, I mean, we both worked at Jamba Juice at different times and, um, and so I've been you know, in the summer especially, um, experimenting with adding, you know, with like rum drinks, adding, you know, pineapple juice and blending up a smooth or blending up some strawberries and doing that. And that's been good. And
0: Like an alcoholic smoothie. Yeah, yeah, yeah alcoholic yeah.
1: smoothies. Um, I also stumbled upon, I had kombucha in the refrigerator. Um, I just ran out of ginger beer and I wanted to make something kind of like Moscow muley. Um, and I replaced it with, uh, so I had some ginger lemon kombucha, and it's actually been awesome. Um, it is.
0: now Because you – I mean, maybe that exists out there, and we don't know about it. But as far as I know, I haven't seen that anywhere else. So yeah, you need th- to name think, that thing. What, people, what are you going to name it, oh, Michael? Oh, gosh. Um, I am blanking. and not coming up with
1: anything original right now. But okay. But uh, but we'll, we'll I'll get back to you on that.
0: Yeah, get back to me on that. We need to name that thing. Yeah, and then copyright it and trademark it and
1: Mike's mess maybe I don't know.
0: <laughs> Mike's mess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was what we named your life. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's that's about par for the course. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I I think,
1: um, that's what actually what I've been most most excited about now, is not necessarily once you kind of get those templates down, those formats down is trying to just figure out your own stuff and experimenting and, and you fail more times than you succeed. But even that's kind of fun because you, you think and sit there and you're like, okay, why didn't this work? Yeah. And, and you know, maybe what could I do to tweak it next time? And some things just don't work. <laughs>
0: oh no, no, not at all. Some things
1: No, no combination of those ingredients will ever work. <laughs> but, um, or at least with my skill level. Um, well, and
0: so, but but that's a too when you get it right. Like there was a, a sidecar recipe that, that I had that was really good and it was lemon juice, fresh lemon juice. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know if I was low on lemon juice or something but started mixing in orange juice and now I do half lemon juice, half mm, orange juice yeah. and it totally stepped up that drink and I like it significantly more that way. So yeah. you'll, you'll do those little variations and it's small or whatever, but it can, it makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't not make the drink when you don't have the ingredients for it. Just figure out what might theoretically work in its place. And you, you'd be surprised. I mean, I, I've i also made, I think at one point just straight, I can't remember. It either tequila or rum and like blended strawberries and some honey frozen strawberries and it was it was great
0: i can see that
1: yeah, got the job done and and that's all it's all about right <laughs> and and yeah so i think uh you know if you're if you're running out of ingredients don't get uh don't get discouraged actually i think those have been kind of the fun the the, the, the most fun times i've had with this whole home bar experiences
0: yeah. or even if you have all the ingredients just mix it up
1: yeah yeah change change yeah. it up and and get creative and Okay. get outside of your comfort zone
0: yeah so uh one since we're talking about carts and and uh, trays and all that other kind of stuff just one thing to mention is like where to put it in the house and ideally you should keep it away from sunlight because mm-hmm. sunlight will break down the alcohols a little bit faster i mean they're going to last a long time generally years um but, uh, again, the more exposure to air they have, so the emptier the bottle, the more yeah. sunlight, things like that. Don't um, have to
1: worry about them lasting years in my house. But. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, probably not mine either, to be honest. But,
0: uh, but again, just keep it out of sunlight. And, and where there's huge temperature fluctuations, you right. don't want it to be really, uh, like, a lot of times kitchens can be bad for that. Um, just because, you know, they you start cooking in the kitchen, yeah. yeah, more sunlight and it goes up and then it drops down in the night or I don't know whatever it may be. So, uh, just things to kind of think about again, none of that's going to be as dramatic as if like you're aging wine or something you want right. to be, th- those are like steadfast precise. rules. Um, but again, it's just going to help the quality of your alcohol maintain for longer. Yeah. All right. Do you have any uh, parting thoughts on, uh, on if, if setting up a bar at home and, making cocktails
1: do it it's fun it's uh well, i guess it's your only option to drink these days <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep depending on where you are <laughs> awesome all right well uh for more information you can go to www.theunsophisticatedpalate.com. be sure to drink responsibly and until next time cheers cheers Are you ready? Yeah, yes, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so hard not to talk in that voice the whole time.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, I, I can see that. We're going to let it go. This is. This is.